1: Coming to you from the Evergy Room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens Ajibalade.
2: Welcome to another edition of Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator, powered by, of course, Evergy.
3: Yes. Um,
2: we're glad Jenny Don Sellers is here today, and we're going to talk to her. But we've been seeing all this social media about Jenny Don, it's just like nonstop. Which is a beautiful thing. I'm not complaining. Yes, it is <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> but uh, we're really excited to hear your story.
3: Yes, I'm. I'm really excited to. Dive a little bit deeper and hear all the ins and outs about Jenny Don Sellers. You know, from an Evergy perspective, our role is to promote and support industry development and small business. And I'm just excited to partner with the Chamber on this initiative to highlight and, and share a little bit of our local culture, which you bring uh, to the table. So tell us a little bit about
0: who you are, Miss Jenny. So I'm Jenny Dawn, and oh, people always ask why'd you name your business Jenny Dawn. And honestly, that was the name that I grew up with. So my mother and grandmother would call me Jenny Dawn. But my full name is Jennifer McDonald. I actually grew up in Nebraska and moved here for my husband's position in aviation. And I started my career in HR, but always had the love of wine. This passion for wine kind of came about. Um, during my career in HR, I'd tell people that on a good day of HR, I'd have one glass of wine, and on a bad day of HR, I'd have two glasses of wine. And I'd looked at my family's budget, and I'm like, wow, I'm spending a lot of money on wine. <laughs> I wonder if I can make it for less than what I was paying on the retail store shelf. So I started making wine at home. I always felt like I was the art of wine. I had a really good palate, but really had to learn the science of wine to initially start a business. Wow.
3: Wow. That's amazing. The art
0: of wine. How many years have you been in business now? We've been in business since 2016. Mm. Our first release of wine came out in October of 2017. We had a Pinot Noir and Chardonnay where the grapes came from Santa Rita Hills, and I actually made those wines in Napa. So I started Jenny Don Cellars as a Napa Valley wine brand, but the whole goal was to always have a place here in Wichita where wine lovers could come together and enjoy wine in an upscale ambiance that was really relaxing, peaceful, and fun. So in 2019, I was able to open up the first urban winery in downtown Wichita at Union Station. I absolutely fell in love with the Union Station building and knew that it was the right location for our urban winery. So in November of this year, we past our one-year anniversary, Yay. and I'm excited to have um, made it to that milestone, especially during this crazy pandemic.
3: Yes, I can only imagine. I mean, but you, you started in 2016, right? And by 2017, you had your first line. And so can you walk us through what that looked like, how you developed that? Because you said
0: it was a Napa Valley wine. Yes. Right. So when I started thinking about this wine business in 2014, I did a whole bunch of research and found that it was going to be faster and more cost-effective for me to start out in California. Um, I found a company that incubated incubated my brand, and they were the day-to-day winemakers, but I would get to go to California to make big, big decisions about my wines. So I'd blend the wines, create the final taste. I was there for bottling. And then I had the opportunity to sell and market my wine Mm. here in Kansas. And that was an easier process to get up and running than becoming a full-fledged Kansas winery. Mm -hmm. I ultimately was able to do that, but it literally took three years Mm. to build the supply chain I needed to go through all of the licensing and regulations to build out the space that I wanted, and to ultimately open up our doors. So I was able to get this contract together in like three months to make wine in California. Right,
3: right. <laughs> but the Wichita process in that line came about in 2019? 2019. Right. And with that, you were in the fabulous Union Station. And I think you have a wine named after that. that I do.
0: I do. So I really embrace this whole um, railroad theme with my wines. And so I have a Union Station wine, which is a dry Kansas Chardonnay. Then I have a wine called Black Locomotive, Mm. which is a dry Kansas Crimson Cabernet. And then I have a fun fruity wine called Red Caboose, and it's a rosé.
3: I love it. I love all of this Kansas-centric wine. When you got back to Wichita, how many employees did you begin with, and how many employees do you have now?
0: I started with two employees when I first opened the doors at Jenny Don Cellars, and quickly we realized that we were understaffed. <laughs> but um, we, we've we now realized that um, we're going to have seasonal servers through the spring and summer months when we have patio service and then in the fall and winter time when we're mainly serving guests inside our tasting room, we can shift down to a core number of employees. So right now I have one full-time person and four part-time staff.
3: That's awesome. Yeah and I'm certain throughout this uh, pandemic you've had to adjust. Um, with staff, as well as how you uh, engage. Um, So maybe tell us something that our listeners may not know about your business and how you've uh, maintained during this time.
0: Yes. So I feel like to survive during this time, you have to be extremely flexible Mm -hmm. and be willing to take a hard look at your business through data, through analysis, and customer feedback. So I've had to make a lot of changes based off of feedback that I've received from my customers and then the numbers. So during um, the beginning of the pandemic in April and May, when we actually had to shut down the tasting room and could only sell wines to go, I did have to furlough my entire team. I was there by myself. I had condensed hours, but um, it made no sense to have a large staff when we couldn't serve our Mm -hmm. customers the same way. Mm -hmm. So I took that time to make a lot of wine. Um, I also took that time to um, expand our e-commerce platform so we can now ship our wines throughout Kansas as well as 37 other states. That's huge. Which once we released four wines in June, I feel like we exploded out as a business. Um, So I took the time and used it wisely to set us up for success and that really kicked off in June, and I was able to hire my team back. And uh, it was nice enough weather to have patio service. So it really was beneficial. But I did. I had to spend quite a bit of time crunching the data, looking at you know our cash flow. Cash is king in a small business, and so you can't eat up all of your cash um, unwisely. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to cut expenses. <clears throat> And unfortunately, one of our biggest expenses is payroll.
2: I love a wonderful entrepreneurial story. I'm a serial entrepreneur. And every time you tell your story or I see a snippet on social media, I just smile. I mean, it's a beautiful thing when you think you have the audacity to start, your, you know, hang your own shingle. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just, when did you realize that? I can do this. You went beyond thinking about doing it. You had your full-time job going on. When did you say, when was that aha moment that I can do this and I will succeed? When did that happen?
0: So I feel like that moment um, came when I was a part of the Launch Prep program. So Launch Prep is a um, entrepreneurship kind of ecosystem, as well as mentorship program that Wichita State University has. And I was given a mentor, Trisha Brasted, and she was one of the first people to sit me down, look at my business plan, hear kind of my passion for what I was doing, and said, you can do this, and I will help you figure it out. And so at that moment, I'm like, I can do this. I always knew I could do it. But from 2016 to when I was in launch prep, I would go talk to banks. I would talk to other entrepreneurs, other mentors. And they're like, starting a wine business in Kansas? Can Mm -hmm. you even grow grapes in Kansas? Like, do people drink wine in Kansas? (laughs) I was getting all all this negative feedback. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, I'm still doing this. I just, I feel like at the end of the day, as an entrepreneur, you have to believe in yourself 10,000 times more Mm -hmm. than what anyone else will believe in you. Because at the end of the day, it's up to you to make it happen. Like I feel like as long as I put one foot in in front of the other every day and move my business forward, I'm going to be fine. The only way that I fail is if I give up. As long as I keep moving forward... And keep figuring out how to solve challenges, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be just fine. Amen, sister. Yes.
2: Excellent. So, your business plan, I'm glad you mentioned that you had one. I'm sure you did, but um, how does it feel when you go back and look at that business plan and compare where you're at? And you say, hmm, or do you say, oh, yeah, that's cool. (laughs) I mean, how many greats? How
0: many uh, I can do better? Yeah, I'm chuckling because you know, business plans are so hard to create from scratch because you don't know how things are going to go. Um, I'm chuckling because I'm actually redoing my financial projections and creating a new business plan for 2021 and having to explain that no one thought we would go through a pandemic in 2020. So, even though we made huge strides and huge successes. We didn't ultimately hit our goals because we had to be shut down for so long. Um, And so I feel like business plans are are, um, something that's always evolving and changing over time. And the longer you're in business, the wiser you become as an entrepreneur. So I'm grateful that I am a part of programs that um, kind of focus on the foundations of running a sound business so you should rewrite a business plan annually. You do have to create financial projections, You know, revisit them on an annual basis, and really make some minor changes quarterly. And so right now, I'm part of the pipeline organization who is now helping me kind of scale and grow my business. But I've always been the type of entrepreneur that I never want to go at this alone. I surround myself with people who are wiser than me, who can give me advice and coaching, that will help me, you know, stay in business and ultimately find that success.
2: Excellent. Tell you what you need to know, not what you want to hear.
0: Yes. And there can be some really painful conversations (laughs) that that take place, but it's, I'm grateful that they're willing to provide me with that coaching.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Tell me what makes you different from your competitors here in Wichita.
0: That is a really good question. And honestly, I feel like part of it is the fact that I have a business background. So I worked for some of the largest employers in Wichita and HR. And in being in HR, I got to work with all facets of business. So accounting and finance. Mm-hmm. I worked with um, communications and marketing. I worked with the product development folks. I worked with IT. And so just kind of understanding All of the mechanics that go into running a business and being part of business strategy, I feel like that sets me apart because a lot of folks just open a business and like, oh, I can make a product. This kind of tastes good or this is a good service. Let's just go. But they don't have really the structure or processes in place to make that business be successful for the long term. So I'm grateful for my business background And then ultimately, I went back to school to acquire the knowledge that I needed in wine. Mm -hmm. So I took classes online at UC Davis. I became a first-level sommelier. um, And then I spent time out in Napa familiarizing myself with the commercial equipment needed to make my wines at a larger scale than what I was making at home. So I think all of that gives me a little bit of a competitive advantage.
2: I'm not a wine dude. Yet, but you mentioned a word that I don't know. So sommelier? Yes, sommelier.
0: So it's a wine steward. It's someone who has spent a lot of time learning about wine. So the growing process. So what happens in the vineyards to make all the different wines taste differently? Um, We learn about um, grapes in the different regions that they're grown in. We learn about producers that... Um, you know, have been around for hundreds of years who have paved waves or paved ways for folks like myself. And then we learn about service. So how to properly pour and serve wine and how to make wine fun. Yes. Excellent. (laughs) I like that.
2: Thanks for sharing that because I mean, I I like wine, but when you mentioned a word that I didn't know, I, I just had to I'm
0: ask. glad you had to had to ask because I actually have some wine I'm in front of them. me. Yay. <laughs> I would love to pour a glass of the Black Locomotive, okay. which is one of our best sellers right now. It's a red wine, which is great for fall. It's going to be perfect um, for holiday meals. And so I'm going to pour a little bit of this
1: for you too. So you
3: right now we'll take a break. And when we come back, we'll have a little wine
1: severe weather. Whether it's hail, wind, rain, or snow, storms can cause damages, inconveniences, and sometimes even power outages. At Evergy, we're committed to providing safe, reliable energy. And in the event of an outage, our linemen work tirelessly to restore your power as quickly and as safely as possible. And with tools like our outage map and real-time updates, we're with you every step of the way. Visit evergy.com staysafe stay safe to learn more. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce, success for our members, leadership for our community, and prosperity for our region.
0: We need your input to continue to improve the business environment in Kansas and to ensure the success of our members. See wichitachamber.org for more information.
1: To provide us input about this podcast series, send an email to communications at wichitachamber.org with your questions, comments, and suggestions for the business leaders we should feature and important topics we should address.
3: Well, welcome back, everyone. We are here with the wonderful Miss Jennifer McDonald and Jenny Don Sellers, and really excited because we have one of my personal favorites, the Black Locomotive uh, that she has poured for us, and it's so delightful. So thank you for sharing.
0: Well, thank you. So this Black Locomotive, if I can just share a few details, um, what's unique about this wine is the grapes come to us from a grower near Junction City, Mm. and um, this is the Crimson Cabernet grape, which Crimson Cabernet is a hybrid grape. It grows really well here in Kansas because it is a cross between Cabernet Sauvignon and Norton And then it has such a beautiful color. It's really deep purple. And so I felt like calling it Black Locomotive just really made sense because it's strong, bold, and powerful.
3: I agree. I love that story. It is strong, bold, and powerful. And you know I love purple. Yes, for a number of reasons, and Don's given me the I <laughs> saying do not mention Kansas State <laughs> University. So, Jenny, you've had so many successes in uh, the short amount of time that you've been open. Um, you are like, you've won national awards, right? Let's talk about some of those awards, because I think people would be really surprised to know how many award-winning wines you actually have from your urban winery here in Wichita, Kansas.
0: So one of the awards that I'm probably the most proud of is the People's Choice Award for Best Wine that I received at Essence Festival in 2019. There were about 20 of us um, Black winemakers that came together in New Orleans. And out of all of those winemakers and all of the wines, my wine won People's Choice. Wow. And the McBride sisters were there. Um Andre Mack had his brand there. So very recognizable, you know, vintners were there and my wine Mm -hmm. won people's choice. So that was really great. Um, My wines have won the won medals and plaques at the San Francisco Chronicle Wine Competition, the Texas International Competition, New World International Competition, and I could go on and on and on. But I appreciate the national awards, but I also appreciate just the feedback that I get from the consumers that just come into our winery. Um, I feel like we have made really quality wines out of grapes from Kansas as well as grapes from California.
3: That's awesome. I love hearing that. And you know, what's uh, interesting about the Essence Festival uh, recognition is I had friends from all over the nation, like from California, from New York, from everyone. It's like, do you know her? It says Wichita. You have to know her. (laughs) I'm like, well, I do know her. (laughs) And it's such an amazing feeling. They're like, Wichita is on the map. You guys have a black winemaker. How dope is that? And it's just so exciting uh, to hear your story and to see you being recognized all over. So congrats.
0: Thank you. And that's what's been really neat is to put Wichita on the map for wine cuz who would have thought mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> that we would be on the map I wouldn't for wine. Have,
2: <laughs> I said that out loud. This wouldn't have but
0: but it's true. And it so
3: is. what are some of the resources that's helped you achieve this great success? You mentioned the growers. That I'm sure that's one of them. What other resources?
0: Yeah. So I feel like um We have some really great resources within the wine industry here in Kansas. So I'm part of the Kansas Grape Growers Winemakers Association, and they're really doing things to push the industry forward. There are some regulations that um, we need to change in order for all Kansas wineries to have success. And they're um, really working to help make those changes. And then I'm also a part of Um, the African-American Vintners Association, and that's based out of California. And so that's been a great group to be a part of because black winemakers only make up 2% of the entire wine industry. So to have their support to be able to share best practices and then come together kind of collectively to market has been huge we received so much um, kind of recognition this summer when <clears throat> through the Buy Black movement. Mm. So I was able to be a part of um, an article in Black Enterprise. I was featured in Newsweek. I was featured in Wine Enthusiast. And most of it came from um, other African American winemakers kind of coming together. And wanting to elevate each other in the mm-hmm. industry, so I was really, really grateful for the by Bi- black movement that took place this summer.
3: That is amazing, and you know, uh, hearing that it it just really reminds me of the power in networking and being able to connect. And that's why I'm so grateful for the Wichita Chamber, right, in this podcast being another vehicle for us to connect in a different way and to be able to share stories like yours and talk about our local culture that no one would know about who's outside of Wichita, right? Um, so what are, how has being a chamber member helped you during this time and overcome challenges?
0: I absolutely love being a chamber member. Um, again, it's another great resource for networking and partnerships. I know I have collaborated on several business to um, business, just kind of like marketing or advertising or promotions with other chamber members. And then I feel like chamber members are my customers, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which I greatly appreciate. So one of my um, new like, financial and accounting organization that I'm working with is a chamber member. And I met one of their business development folks at a chamber event. And then um, that relationship kind of took off from there. It's beautiful.
2: It is. I was in deep thought because you was talking about, I think less than 2% African-American. I'm, I'm having a flashback with radio. Uh-uh. And less than 1% of the radio stations in the country are are African-American. Less than 1%. And we make up more than 1% of the population. So it's just... Sorry, I went. I went there with you. I know you're, I know your I know your pain there, uh, but you're you're changing that. You're moving the needle a little bit as much as you can. Um, you mentioned about the chamber and how good it's been. What else can the chamber do to help you take it to another level?
0: You know what I love about the chamber is they are creating opportunities for businesses to tell their story. So I feel like when you want to connect with someone as a customer or, um, you know, to create a business partnership, you connect based off of that business's story. Mm -hmm. And so I think the chamber does such a good job allowing us opportunities to share because it's through those connections that I feel like magic is created. You mentioned
2: that you love what you do. And I can understand you want to work every day and make it better, but what truly makes you come to work every day, besides survival? <laughs> what, what truly it makes you come. And to besides
3: work. possibly seeing me at your tasting <laughs> room, yes, oh, Ebony is a loyal I mean, client with her wine
0: locker. <laughs> you know, honestly, I just enjoy what I do. Okay. But deep down, I mean, you said survival. Like, if I don't do it, sometimes it's just not going to get done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it is ultimately um, but I take pride in what I do. I mean, at the essence of what I do, it's making wine and creating experiences for people. So on Fridays and Saturday nights, we have live jazz. Um, we have our dimmed lights, we have the garage doors so you can kind of see outside. And it's just this ambiance and this experience that is unlike anywhere else in Wichita. And so I come to work to see all the smiles on our guests' face. Nobody walks out of Jenny Don's Cellars upset or unhappy. (laughs) You know, everybody is having a good time. And we are changing and elevating people's palates. Mm -hmm. So there is this misconception that everybody in Kansas drinks sweet wines. Not everybody. And we have some kind of like starter dry wines that really get people to open up their palate and experience something new. And so that's fun too, is to help people step outside of their comfort zone with wine and experience something new that they truly do enjoy. So I think that's kind of what gets me out of bed and makes me want to come to work every day. But then also, I am creating a legacy for my family. Okay. So Ebony knows that my children (laughs) work at the winery. My daughter, um, like buses tables and washes glasses. And then my son helps at the orchard. And so we're creating a family business that I hope will be long lasting after I even decide to retire.
3: Nice. I love that. And it's, it is fun watching her family there. Uh, at the winery with her, and I must say, and I know it's Don's turn to talk, no, but I, I'm, I'm you, you know the, what's <laughs> what's unique is every time in, I'm in there. Not that I'm there every day, by the way. Just in case you all wondered that, but... (laughs) It's too late. It's too late for that. (laughs) Every time I'm there, regardless if it's, like, during the week or on the weekend, there are people flying in and driving into Wichita to see this winery. And I think that in itself is amazing. Literally, every time I'm in there, there's been people from St. Louis. There's been people from Atlanta. There's been, like... All sorts of people. And I'm just amazed. And I want to hear from you, Jenny. Like, what does that
0: feel like? It's an amazing feeling that people want to, you know, experience the wine and experience my winery for themselves. Because it's one thing to go online, purchase a bottle, and have it shipped to their home. But it's another thing to actually want to drive or fly to be a part of something. And so that makes me feel like I've done a good job in creating something of value that people are willing to travel to come and experience it for themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's well, I'm, very a wine, gratifying.
2: I'm a wine dude now. So now that <laughs> I I'm love a wine it. dude. It only
3: took him 30 minutes. <laughs> good
2: job. Black I locomotive is on point. <laughs> yes. I love up, it. E.
3: So Jennifer, I'm really excited that you decided to join us for this. As we are wrapping up, If we were to uh, write a biography and—or you were to write a biography, what would the title of the book be?
0: You know, honestly, um, I feel like part of the title is just my mantra, have faith and never give up. You know, um, I had a vision, and I kept pursuing the vision until it came to fruition. Mm. And so just having faith and never giving up— and being willing to fail, fail forward, I call it. So um I've made mistakes. And there are things that I wish I could do differently in hindsight, but I never stopped I, those mistakes never stop me from moving forward. So I think have faith and never give up is probably a good book title.
3: I love that. Be willing to fail forward, never give up. Learn from those mistakes and keep grinding. I love it. And that's truly what I've seen of you, your 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 life story of this this winery. It's been great to see that come to fruition and be so successful. And if there was a movie adopted after this um, book, who would play you in the movie? Like who would you want? Oh my goodness. Other than me, because I'm probably not available.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is such a good question. Who would I want to play me? I don't know. All right.
3: Well, think about that, and maybe tweet it later. Yes, I will. I will
0: have to tweet that one. All right, sounds good.
3: Don, do you have any words?
2: Yeah. Do you mind doing word association real quick? Sure. Supposed to be fun, but it will be. It will be. I don't think I'll ask you what beverage.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) a no-brainer. That's
2: a no-brainer. One, two, three, four, five. Mentor.
0: Trish Bracestead. Wichita. Passion. Chamber. Connector. Hero. Ooh, honestly, I'm going to say mama, my mama.
2: Excellent. Last but not least, entrepreneur.
3: Myself. Yes.
2: Excellent. It's a great way to. Thank you.
3: It's a great way to end this podcast. Thank you. Once again, we were here with the great Jennifer McDonald from Jenny Dawn Cellars, our first urban winery. Thank you for tuning in. Please make sure you subscribe and like us. Make sure that you leave a review and uh, let us know your thoughts and how we did. And if you enjoyed listening to our podcast and maybe leave some suggestions on who you might want to listen to next time. Till then, have a good one.